What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Chris Canty in for Key today. CC! Yo! Now, before I bring our guests in, co-host of the Knucklehead Podcast, I'm a little bit nervous, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because heading into the segment... Have you listened to Knuckleheads on, on Q, Players' yes, Tribune, by Q, the way? Yes, Q Rich points to a, a jar with some money in it and says, is that the cuss jar? Uh-oh. This is a family program. <laughs> is Quentin. it? It is. is. It? Okay. Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles with us. What's going on, guys? What's up, with? Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Appreciate I wasn't going to curse up. or nothing. I just was wondering what it was. I seen money in it. That's, you know, where I'm from. Those be those type of things. <laughs> a cuss jar. I'd be walking past money every day. Like, if I took it, would anybody even notice? You have a gambling problem, Jay. That's the problem. <laughs> I you made that open multiple times. Yeah. I told y'all I got yeah. issues. Yeah. 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 The, the three-man weave? Yeah. You definitely got a <laughs> the problem. The bonus weave? So, the first weave. of all, I got to know from these guys. <laughs> Jay, Chris, I got to know from you two. The Oscars last night. Now, I was not watching it live. I saw it blow up on social media. I'm trying to go to bed. I got to get up at 3.30 in the morning. And all of a sudden, what? That has to be staged, right? Yeah. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. It's got to be staged. And I watched it. What man slaps another man? I wasn't sure at first, but then Will Smith's emotion when he was sitting there sold me. You know what I mean? Will Smith sitting there telling him to keep his wife's name out of his mouth. The way he was all choked to the mic. I said, oh, my God, that was real just then. What was your guy's reaction to that? We was on the. Uh, we actually was on the plane on our way out to New York, so we kind of called it like you called it from the social media feed. But it was just sad to see them three, you know, just involved. I, I felt bad for uh, Jada, felt bad for Will, felt bad for Chris. It was just, you know, it was a big event. It was just sad to see that turned out to be the biggest thing instead of the award he won for King Richard. There was a meme that was out this morning. I was showing it to CC where it was a picture of Jada, and she said. <laughs> Tupac would have punched him. <laughs> I know it's bad. But I, I'm, you, I, I'm sorry. The, I mean, the bottom line <laughs> is Jada. You had to get that I in there. I saw it. Head. I was reacting. No, no, no. Chris Rock Q, tells Q, the Q, joke. Derek. Chris Rock tells a joke. Will Smith is laughing until he turns and sees Jada's hurt by it. Then he gets – so if, if Will Smith doesn't even know how she's going to react to it, how is Chris Rock supposed to know? I'm how not she's sure react it was that type of laugh from Will Smith. I think that's like, you know – the guy saying something, you just kind of, and then he was like, uh, hold on. Like, nah, I'm not cool with that. To me, I mean, like, I'm with D. I, 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 I'm, I didn't want to see it happen, but I understand, Will. Enough is enough. Like, mm-hmm. all, of the, all of the different jokes along the, the way, like, not tonight, not up in here. That's and, what the and laugh And he was. sent the message to whoever else won't say something like this could be you. In front of a billion people. You know what, Q Rich? You absolutely right. That's what the laugh was. The laugh was, y'all going to make me do it. I, y'all going to make me do it. This is what it is. Tonight is the night it's going to happen. This is the comparison, right? Like, remember when they used to do the Hacker Shack on Shack? Uh-huh. Yep. And you would come up and you whoever had to go file them knew you was about to get a little like, that's don't do it. That's like Shaq. Like, what shall you say? Watch your face. Like, don't do that. When we were young fellow, we come there try to get a tip done. He said, hey, I like one time he lit D Miles almost had him. He lifted D Miles up like this. And when D Miles went over there, he said, hey, I like you. Don't do that. But that- <laughs> <laughs> you almost had a D Miles until you didn't. I had the tip dunker. I couldn't let him see me coming. Yeah. Darius, talking, saying it to the mic. I had the tip dunker. I couldn't let him see me coming. You know, you got after he box out, you got to just come from behind and just catch it off the rim. But 
after he see you, he, he'll tell you, man, I like you, but you're going to hit that flow. So, fellas, we know it was a bad look last night what happened at the Oscars, but Jay and I were talking, and Max didn't quite understand when we said it's more disrespectful to slap him who than didn't it is to punch Who didn't understand? understand. Well, I don't think, I don't think to, like, Max no, understood. No, no, what I, no, 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 don't get it bent. What I said was you were like, I'd rather be punched than slapped. Yes. What I'm saying is if Will Smith would have punched him, he might have laid him out. The slap, he caught him with the fingers, so Chris Rock could just keep on going. No, you can't, <laughs> you can't five finger me to the face. You can't do me like that. You got to punch me. You gotta, I got to have some type of, man, I'd rather take your punch than to take your slap. That's like spitting on you or something. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what I don't know is how did, well, I do know. Chris, Tucker, Chris Rock was being a professional, but. If that had been me, see, and he turned see? like that, see? you remember you what, 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 what Jokic did to to more is like I would I might have drop kicked him like Shawn Michaels or something. Like, it would have been something. I wasn't just letting him walk off after that. It's, first of all, I don't think Chris Rock thinks that's a fight he can win. I know that's not don't the matter. point. Don't matter. I, you got to go. Don't matter. You got to go. I get you. I understand what you're saying. I am. I'm giving the other point of view, which is you're hosting the Oscars. First of all, you're not expecting that to happen. You, you think Will Smith's coming up, maybe he's going to like throw in a, you in a yoke almost like as a joke, something. He slapped you. It's never happened in the history of TV like that, ever. Like, you're not expecting that, ever. And then second of all, the show's still going. You're going to jump on the dude and they're, 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 yes. they're yes. going to go to yes. bars exactly. like in the old, exactly. day, like in the old days? About, I'm talking about macho man, throw up the sign, <laughs> off the stage. Like, you got to get him. Other you thing I noticed him. is, break it up. you notice Will did not rear back and do like a wide slap. He did this from the Ali movie. He went straight from the shoulder. If you watch it, it was almost like he was throwing a a punch. And that helped Chris Rock out because he only got hit with this part of the hand instead of the palm. See, you missed it though because it wasn't just a slap. It was what he said after the slap and the thing that got the most, he said it again. Yeah, he said it twice. When he said it the second time louder than the first, keep my wife's name out your mouth, like, that was a sign, like, all right, I'm pulling everybody on blast. Right? But Chris Rock's not trying to be a tough guy. You heard what he said. He's like, I will. <laughs> you, made, you made your point. His, his technique was real tight with it. That's why I think it was real when I first seen it. After he walked off and straightened his suit, like. Yeah. I, yeah he was so was calm when he scene. walked like, off. His yeah. technique was tight. It, yeah, it was a straight right hand. Straight yeah. from the shoulder, turned the hips and everything. The D&Q, disappointment for me was that I didn't totally expect Chris Rock to do nothing in, but I expected, like, to hear something at some point. Like, that just don't happen and just, just that's just it. Yeah, like backstage I was glad he didn't pay press charge. I was like, okay, good. Cool. Yeah. He, pre- he probably going to see him at the after party yeah, or something. Exactly. Like, I'm going to see you. Like, just take off my jacket. Like, you already know what it is, but I didn't hear none of that. Yeah, you, you, he's taking an L on national television, the whole world watching. I, I, can't, I, I can't be the one to do that. But speaking of taking L's, man, Q Rich, you know I'm a Lakers fan. And my boys keep taking L's. Right now, we're in the 10th spot. We lost to the Pelicans after having a 23-point lead, and we're only one game in front of the Spurs for the last spot in the play-in tournament. Tell me it's going to get better for my Lakers. Lie to me. <laughs> no, it's, it's not going to get better. for. I'm a, I'm a clipper, if you didn't know. But, mm. uh, no, I know, I know. I'm kind of over there just happy that they're going <laughs> through what they're going through. But I just sad to see it, LeBron going through that. He's playing so well at, at his age, and it's like a wasted year of – of good, you yeah. know what I'm saying? 52, 50-point games, multiple 30-point games, triple-doubles. Like, this year, if he was playing on a better team, he would be MVP. But to see it now, the struggle, you know, he have his happy days, he have his sad days, but it's, it's sad to see him in that position. But the Lakers, 
Yes. <laughs> I I would say it's crazy to see. You know what I'm saying? When you look at the team as it was assembled, when they got Russ, I was like, oh, Lord, what's about to happen? But I feel like I feel like AD's, you know, not being able to play, you know, his, his availability has been, you know, the Achilles heel for him. I mean, I feel like if he plays and he's consistently there for the most of the season, I think it's a different team. I don't think Russ struggles as bad because he equalizes, he neutralizes a lot of things that's, that's bad that's going on. And Defensively look, especially. Exactly. Yeah. And then you look at a lot of other players they lose that's not playing. Kendrick Nunn hasn't been there the whole year pretty mm-hmm. much, and he was supposed to be a good piece for him. So, I mean, I think the biggest part is the people that haven't been able to play. And, I mean, we can all understand that even excuses can be made, but then you look at all the other things going on. But I think those are are, like – reactions to what's happening from the injury standpoint and guys not being available. It just feels like this caveat is always one that's following Anthony Davis, right? Like we got stats yesterday, you know, in his entire Laker career, he's missed one out of every three games he's played. I'm curious. Yeah. Right. It's wild. Y'all always been having real conversations in locker rooms and you guys talk to players at a different rate. What's the overall conversation player centric around AD from a player's perspective? <laughs> I would say no. I, I'm not. I mean, I would say that he has to be available. I mean, period. I mean, and I think that's the thing that people don't understand. I look at it when you know when I was in Orlando and we had Dwight, and it's like everybody want to go and be with the where it's the big big deal. L.A. The Lakers, you know, the Lakers is, are the Lakers. <laughs> this isn't like you know what I'm saying. Like it was okay for AD to miss those games in New Orleans, and it wasn't the national news. Now. Play, bro. Like, you got the most money you could get. They gave you all the money they could give you. Do whatever you got to do in the offseason to be ready to play. Some stuff you can't, you know what I'm saying, you can't avoid. You know, you roll your ankle, you do it. Snake bitten, whatever you want to say, but like, aren't there some dudes just like that? Like, I, I hear what everyone's saying. I'm going to take devil's advocate again here, okay? Because I get the point, but I think of a, a, like, Eric Davis, baseball player from the 80s and 90s, right? Eric Davis out of LA played for Cincinnati, was like, what Ken Griffey turned out to be, stole 80 bases, hit almost 40 home runs, did everything, center field. He was loved baseball like, you know, a gamer. Just injury prone. The mm. dude's ligaments, whatever, were not attached the way Cal Ripken Jr., some more kind of brolic, you know, like mesomorphic type dude, right? Aren't some guys just like that? AD is 6'11". He grew a foot one year. His connective tissue is just different. That's his fault? Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not you know, criticizing him or anything. It's just the truth. It's like, it's unlucky. It's unfortunate. You don't wish it for him. You don't want to talk bad on him. But the truth is, is that if Anthony Davis is available, that's a different Lakers team. Point blank. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that, sure. I'm sure LeBron, Russ, the whole team, the organization, the fans, nobody, like LeBron is good friends with him. He's not looking at him like, you know, mad at him that he, he, he knows it's not something that he's trying to do. But the facts are the facts. When I played for the Knicks, I wasn't as healthy as I wanted to be. Those are the facts. You, I remember. Can't, you can't change those facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. those are just the facts no matter what. You know, I, I think AD is a great guy. I think if he was able to play, he would play. I don't think he's cheating them in no type of way. I think it's unfortunate. But those things still remain. But Q Rich, let me ask you this it's question. Analysis, let me ask yeah. it this way. When, when Street Clothes has missed so much time over, since he's been a Los so Angeles Laker, man. and then you hear the rumors that he's not in shape or he doesn't come into training camp in the best shape, doesn't there have to be some accountability on his part in terms of being available to his team and, or not being healthy? Now, see, that's a different element to it. When you bring that into it now as a teammate, I can turn and look at you like, what the heck? Yeah. If, if, if there is any truth to those rumors you're saying that it's because of his 
not being in top conditioning or not being in top shape or whatever, like those things are inexcusable because you who you are, you all world, you top 10 in the league and you got all the money you can pay for it to, you know, to, to facilitate whatever you need to get done. Like it's no reason that that shouldn't be number one on your priority list. And like as a professional athlete, you know, if you don't come into training camp in your best shape, you're going to have a long year of nagging injuries all throughout the year. And us as professional athletes, you know, it's our job to come in prepared for the season to to go a whole 82 game season and maybe the playoff to go to the championship. If you're not coming in in the top shape, you're just setting yourself up for failure, kind of. Mm, Darius Miles and Q Richardson, Quentin Richardson, joining us, co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast on Players Tribune on Keyshawn J. Will and Max D. I got to ask you. You spent some time in Cleveland. Are we going to see LeBron James have an ownership stake? in the Cleveland Cavs when it's all said and done? Like, it's he's made it known that having an ownership stake in a team is what he wants to do. If you're Dan Gilbert, doesn't it behoove you to be like, yo, look, I'll allocate whatever portion of equity you want because this could help my franchise move forward. Would you do that? If I was Dan Gilbert, I would. But, you know, you know, with their history, you never know. If you were LeBron, was, would you? Yeah, if I was LeBron, any, any team that offered me, same way as Mike, any team that offered me, it don't matter if it's the Bulls or the Wizards. Bobcats, like any team that offer me and give me the opportunity to do that, you should do that. DM, is there any chance that we see LeBron James back in the Cavs uniform before his playing career is all said and done? If I was him, I wouldn't. I'd run to Golden State or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, uh-huh. back to Miami before I go to Cleveland. You think it's, it's over? You think, like, you think he won't end up in L.A.? I think he's going to try to finish in L.A. You know, he got kids, he got a wife. A lot of people don't want to move around. You know, I think about the Lakers. If I'm LeBron, obviously what's going on is he wants to buy a team, right? Clutch wants to buy it. Okay. If I'm, if I'm the <laughs> Lakers, like they're owned by the Bus family. Mm-hmm. They don't make money somewhere else. This is their business, right? Yeah. A lot of siblings, right, to mm-hmm. split up all that money. Not everyone's making $100 million a year. In the, right? If once the value starts hitting $5 billion after the Clippers sale, I don't think it's impossible that the siblings might vote to say, you know what, it's time to sell. And then LeBron and Clutch are in a nice position to scoop the Lakers. Wouldn't that be incentive for him to stay in L.A.? Yeah, you know, but the Bus family have been doing a great job for for a long, long time. And I don't think that Golden Goose is going to get let go quite yet. Plus, that's a lot of bees. Yeah. That's a lot of bees yeah. to come up with. <laughs> and you got like, magic. Like LeBron and Magic do well. That's magic will contend for it, too, now. Yeah. yeah. Like, I always thought Kobe was going to be in that mix, too. Yeah, there's you know? other Lakers yeah. in front yeah. that I feel like will – should have a, a first come first serve like opportunity at the Lakers. Q Rich, we saw Kyrie come back Ooh, and play his first mean. first home game in Barclays uh, since the vaccine mandate for the private sector was lifted in New York City. Does him being a full time player with the Nets now make them the team to beat in the Eastern Conference? Hard for me to say team to beat because like I you know they haven't had a lot of continuity with with Kyrie, but um. They definitely are right there. They're as deadly as anybody because when you got those two guys who are two of the best players, period, you know, they can they can they can both go off and if they get rolling, they can beat anybody. You know, those two guys, if they get to going crazy together, they can beat anybody, I feel like. You, it's clear you don't feel the same <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's you know, with Kyrie and K D, I think seven games, that type of firepower, it's not gonna be too many nights he gonna go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? that lower shooting percentage. I think they're the team to beat. 
and I think it's a problem for the first and second seed. Ooh, I feel yeah. like them last ten games, a lot of people gonna be resting guys and just be like, yeah, we cool. We'll, we'll <laughs> so, so what you're saying is, if you, if, if you uh, Miami or if you're Philadelphia, you ain't tripping that Boston is number one I, in the Eastern Conference you, standards right now. I think now. you Miami. I think if you you 76ers, Milwaukee, anybody, you don't want to see. KD and Kyrie in no first round. You're going to hope they get put out in the play-in. But Who's the closest in terms of a big – of a combination of players in the East that can match up? It doesn't have to be a matchup one-on-one, but, I mean, where you see two guys and you go, those two have almost as much talent as Kyrie and KD. Talent? True. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody's <laughs> I was going to say, defensive matchup, though, I, I would love Nobody. to see Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart go against him, though. I mean, I would, I, I'm not saying they would do it. But at least they would try to own it. Yeah, nah, nobody is good as those two dudes on the team. Like and beat it You, they cool, nah. but not as good as those two. Nah. Like, nah, not in. When you look at those two individually, like, come on, man, for real. Cute. That's the series. Okay. I, that's the series like, I want to see. Though. Like we, like KD told you know who I am. You know what I'm saying? But like Kyrie, like, like he was top seventy five. Let's stop playing with him, bro. Like, like they mad at him because of the way he acted. This has nothing to do with basketball. When you leave it inside those lines, it's, it's nobody going to argue that. The most that. skillful player ever. Nobody's going to argue that. He giving people the business, for real. Like, I call him the bus driver because he take everybody to school. He's <laughs> like, nah, they can't just act like that. Are they the most skilled duo? Skilled duo in the history of the game? I think so. I mean, the only, what, MJ Scotty? I mean, but, nah, like, Skills have evolved. Yeah. 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 Like Kyrie and KD, they just, they so unique and so different at the same time and so the same at the same time. They just. So, fellas, fellas, let me ask y'all this question. Let me ask y'all this question. If that's the case, how much pressure is on Steve Nash to make this all work and for them to go on a title run? It definitely is. But it's it's a lot of up and downs. You know, they had a a player that. uh, didn't know if he wanted to be there or not, and so that was up and down. KD went out, and they lost a lot of games. Kyrie couldn't play all year. Yeah. This is, it, but that's it, all in the past, though. Right now, you you yeah. got Kyrie, you got KD, you got Seth Curry, you got all of these role players around these two. But you still how much the, pressure is on Steve Nash to get this done? It, it is all the pressure is on him, but it's you got to kind of give him some a pass because look what he went to, and for him to even get a chance to still be in the playoffs is is amazing. Okay. You know what I'm saying, like. The play-in and so forth. I'm like, come on. We know these guys was number one in the East the first three months of the season. And then KD get hurt and everything just went all the way to eighth, ninth seed. So you you got to kind of give him a pass for that. But now, you know, when playoffs are all the record's gone. It's, it's me and you. How about a team that's not in the playoffs? What do you guys think about the Knicks? Where are who? the Knicks? <laughs> D Miles said, "Who the Knicks?" No, I don't know that. <laughs> 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 he said, "Who? Yeah, see, D, that's what I love. Go ahead. Are there some owls yeah, in here? It's what so personal. I love what do, when it becomes personal. What, what, what do you want to know about them? Well, where do they need to go? Is our? Would you give? Let's start off with this. Would you give R.J. Barrett a max extension? Mm. I like R.J. Barrett. See, I love him. That's my dude. I, like I love him too. Because I feel like he. Everybody then counted him out. Everybody then counted him out, and he's he's been playing so well. I feel like he's definitely a positive for the Knicks. But man, just man, I, I always want the players to get the money, whether they deserve it or not. But man, max money. You mean to tell me you are gonna give him like Luka Doncic money? Luka Doncic money and and, and Bradley Beal and that's what they gonna know? ask for. Yeah, you, you supposed to. You know, <laughs> you supposed to. 
So when I was in the front office in Detroit, right, I would be the guy saying, you know, in the meeting, like, no, no. Because this is why, though, you look at look at look at what happened last year, right? They had this great season, and they went out, paid people. Now you got Julius Randle maxed out. You brought in Fournier. You had brought in Kemba. You got then you you're talking about so. Why are they upset with Julius Randle right now? And they saying that he is he or isn't he a max guy? Mm. That's what you don't want to do with R.J. Barrett. I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but you don't want to get yourself in a situation where you locked in with with, with max guys and you're not sure what they are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're not sure. Like, what do you think he could be? He's only 21, and he's getting better. I, I, I don't think he's the, a max guy right now, but he's getting better. He's young still to be, to be getting better like that. The biggest thing that I feel like that I love about R.J. Barrett and that he has going for him here in New York, that New York doesn't phase him. Mm. Like a lot of dudes get stunned and get, mm-hmm. get, get stuck because of New York. What is it about New York? New York? The the fans, the fan, the chatter is too loud. Like the thing that I love about Baird is that he he stayed here. He never gets way up here. He never gets down here. He's kind of right here, and that's what you need in New York because if he's been talked about, criticized, whatever, and then you see he still all right. I'm gonna still go. I like that about him at, at, at Duke. Everybody came to see Zion, but you're gonna watch him get this 27, 28, yep. and he gonna force it. Like he he's a, he plays as hard as he can play. He leaves everything out there. So I think those things work for him. And that he doesn't, you know what I'm saying, like Julius Randle, love him, but he's shown that he can be shaken by New York fans. He did. He blinked. Yep. R.J. Baird has it, not. It's what happened, yeah. It doesn't matter. He blinked yeah. for whatever the reason yeah. is. R.J. Yeah. Baird has been under fire doing this and that, and he hasn't. He stayed. He ain't got on no internet and said nothing. He ain't said he nothing. Ain't nowhere. Speaking down, of stayed, yeah. I want to – can you guys stay? Yeah, yeah, All right, good. okay, good. We're going to be – Right back with Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson, co-hosts of the Knucklehead Podcast, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Canty in for Key today. Tune into ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters, presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Much more with Darius and Q. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Canty in for Key. Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson, co-hosts of Knucklehead Podcast, are here with us. Knucklehead's podcast, cutting through the clutter. Not easy. Not easy, but they're doing it. So uh, Darius and I spent the break talking fight game. 
Floyd Mayweather fan. Darius, huh? Big Floyd Mayweather fan. Terrence Crawford fan. Big Bud fan. Yeah. Meantime, what can people expect when they tune into the Knuckleheads podcast, guys? Uh, you can expect uh, just real stories, uh, a rags to riches type stories, uh, just amazing people that we interview. You know, they, they're not some of them is not the biggest superstars that you see on TV or commercials, but uh, man, they got some amazing stories. Uh, a lot of laughter. You know, it'd be a lot of fun. We laugh all the time and. And, man, we get deep into it. Uh, we talk about mental health. We go all the way around the board, and we just show how all athletes, the 5,000 or, or 5,500 that, that ever played in this league or the NBA, they got all got great stories, unique stories, and, you know, I'm blessed to be putting their stories out there and uh, putting them in a good light. What's the story that – I mean, I'm sure you guys have had a lot of stories, but is there one particular story where you just like, damn, wow, like just really blew you away? Uh, we recent season, uh, one coming up. We haven't dropped it yet, but uh, uh, Tyron Lou, you know, uh, mm-hmm. he's been around so many, much history in his career. He done been through so much. Uh, he's he's done played with Mike. He's done played with Kobe. He's uh, coached LeBron. He's won a championship. And uh, like I told him, he's 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 part of history. You can't mention the NBA without mentioning Tyron Lou name. You know, he's from Mes- small town Mexico, Missouri, and I'm just amazed by his story, and that was real touching. He always been a friend of me, but I never really dug deep into his his career and his life. You know, we just been friends, and I ain't never got that deep. But to interview him and and to have have him come on our show and just man show what he means to the NBA and what he means to to the uh, basketball culture, it's uh, I was happy that we did it with him. Best coach in the league, by the way, right now. Who's who's, who's a better coach than Ty Lue? Who'd you rather have? I would say that a uh, story that I was surprised by that made me more of a fan of him is uh, C.J. McCollum. We just had – we just we just dropped his, right? Uh, but just to hear about uh, his older brother and how at a young age he kind of planned and mapped their whole life out and he, he really was hard. Like he's only one or two years older than C.J. And you don't really hear a lot of stories where somebody at 10, 11 years old – it's locked in on what him and his younger brother is going to do for the rest of their life. And he was so disciplined at it, you know, like he wouldn't allow CJ to spend the night at a friend house because he like, nah, 7 a.m., we got to work out. Mm-hmm. Like 10, 11 years old, like that's unheard of. And then they see how much, you know, CJ respects him and see what his older brother, even though he hadn't made it in the NBA, what he's done overseas and how he's a like leading scorer all the time over there and just – even after past basketball, once they made money and how they started businesses together, just to see something like that from two guys from the inner city, you know, single parent family and stuff like that, and the the, the big the bigger brother at that young of an age to take the helms and really guide them through uh, guide them through life, and it works out the way that he planned it. That it was incredible, and I didn't know that about him, but it shows. Listening to that interview shows you why CJ is as good as he is. Cause he's 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 he got a little arrogance to him, but you understand <laughs> it when you understand how hard he's worked and how much he's put into his game, and you you become you know when you work hard at something and you know you've gotten good, you 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 get that. Way about of the it. players' yeah. union too now, like oh, yeah. like an yeah. impressive guy all around. Very much so. Yeah, talking to Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson, co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast on KJM and. Fellas, one of the teams that kind of flies under the radar, and surprising to say this about the reigning defending champs, is the Milwaukee Bucks. Are we giving Giannis and the Bucks their proper respect when it comes to them competing and trying to defend their title? 
you know, we're in a day and age, the, the most popular always get gets, you know, the the biggest fan. But I think uh I think Giannis and them is, is 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 sitting back and looking like, man, we still got a chance to to double up, win back to back chips. I think they're kind of happy the attention is is away from them, but I think they're the team to beat in the East. I think uh, the Nets gonna have to go through them, or whoever gonna have to go through them and beat them to win it. Seven game series, which team wins? The Nets or, or Milwaukee? Uh, I'm just I'm just so KD and Kyrie out that I, it's hard for me to go against them when they're healthy and they playing. They were they were destroying them last year without Harden, and Joe Harris was MIA. Yeah. And the two of them were, took them to the woodshed in Brooklyn, barely lost that game in Milwaukee before Kyrie got hurt, played well defensively. you got to think, I'm with you, Darius, if they're healthy, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. They got two of the most unstoppable players in, in the league. And, and down the stretch, they are my – them the guys, if I had to pick anybody out the league that I want to shoot the ball at the end of the game, one and two. they'll play for the same <laughs> right. team. <laughs> right. well, well, how about this? We talk about legacy all the time, and I think he's one of the most prolific, innovative, offensive players the game has ever seen. What do you think inevitably will be the legacy of how we will view, as a hooper, James Harden? I, I, I love James Harden. I think, if, if, I think he's top five two guards. Ever. If he's not five, he's he's six. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he deserves everything he done. I feel like he went on an MVP run for like eight years straight, and he only won one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He could have won MVP like eight years in a row. And I feel like sometimes stuff like that get thrown to the side. I feel like he's a he did something in this league a lot of cats ain't do. His name is in in record books with Kobe's, Mike's, and 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 the best of them. He just passed Reggie Miller for three pointers. You know, like like we can't take away just because you don't like his style of play or stuff like that. We can't take away from what he do. And I think he's going to go down here and say he deserved to be on the 75. He did a lot of stuff. And, you know, you got to respect it. Darius, how much of a microscope or how much of a spotlight is on James Harden this postseason given how he forced his way out of Brooklyn and knowing that he left two guys that – seemingly are going to compete for a championship this year. Yeah, I think he's smiling in Philly now, but they got some of the hardest fans like New York. And, you know, it's, it's quick to change. And so, but I hope mean, he don't. And he knows. hasn't been great in the play. Like, the, my yeah, thing with Harden the is, and by the way, I, I don't care what anyone says, I felt I think Steph turned a corner at a certain point. I felt the same way about Steph. You, t- you can beat me in the head with whatever you want. I've seen Steph not be his same self in too many finals, right? Mm-hmm. Then recently that changed. Hasn't changed for Harden. Like, when he's great all the time, in the playoffs, he's been something less than his normal self, right? Do you agree with that, and why would that be, in your opinion? I don't know why it is. I do agree with it, but back to what you said about his legacy. When I think about Harden, I agree with everything D said. All world, he's done some incredible things. You know, all of the statistics, top saying for everything is, is more, than, more than deserving, but he hasn't won. Mm-hmm. And when you come down to it, when you look at the teammates he's had, he's had Hall of Fame top 75 teammates. And it's guys that when they have those – who, Who's that I heard say something the other day? Like, if I had that out, I got about five, Paul six. Pierce. Paul Pierce. Like, and he, he's, he's true for saying that because it's like when you, when you see these type of guys come through the door, every year that it was happening, it was like, oh, is this hard as you Like, when you had Chris Paul, when you had Dwight, you know what I'm saying, back with KD and Kai, like, what do you and want? Russ. Like, yeah, Russ, you, Russ, KD, Russ, like you can't, yeah. like, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
at some point, it's like, all right, now we got to, it's time. We and gotta now he's and got then, to- like you said, you can't have those glaring performances where you've been this this supernova averaging 40, triple-double, 30, triple-double, whatever. Then you get to the postseason, and it's like 18 or 20. It's like, no, bro, we need the 40 and the triple-double. But CQ, this is why I have a hard time sometimes when you do, like, national radio because, obviously, we qualify things by can you win it. But, D, back to your point, like, it's also when you put it into perspective, which I don't think it gets rewarded by the public, you're like, damn, he has accomplished so much. But, like, we belittle it. We demean it because it doesn't equate to championships. And that's where there's, like, this weird, delicate He put himself in that conversation, though. He put himself in that conversation. I'm with the championship thing. Like, as you plan, you pose to fight every year for a championship. But if it don't go that way, you mean to tell me Barkley is not – the, one of the best power forwards ever, and I'm he don't you, deserve yeah. the credit he 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 gets just because he didn't win a championship. Yeah, we all for championship. We competitors. We arrogant in that way, especially as professional athletes. But man, you can't you can't define him but because the, he but, didn't win it. But the way he forced his way out of Houston and the way he forced his way out of Brooklyn, I don't know. We, we, the re- we, we arrogant. The reason the reason. Listen, I'm not belittling him for for anything, but. If if we're gonna give him certain accolades and certain credit, he's got to be compared to those that, that 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 are who he's like, and those people have won championships. When you get to the top seventy five mm-hmm. and you get to all, and I'm not taking I'm not taking one thing away from a scoring tie. He did all of that, but I'm saying when you see all of these accolades and all these accomplishments, there usually is a title somewhere to go along with it. And if it's not, there's going to be something said about that. That's just the way it goes. Like, when you get into the ultimate level of greatness, he's one of the greatest players we've ever had in the league, period. But if he want to be in that special room, like they talk about the special room, like, that's reserved for champions. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson. That's what you get on the Knuckleheads podcast. Some of the best, most interesting stories from as they said, not many people have ever played in the NBA. Like as a and everyone basically in the world who can play in the NBA is playing in the NBA. So it's a special thing to even get there, let alone to do it on that level. Guys, thanks so much for today. Appreciate you coming through. Thank you for having me. Love. Yes, sir. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Guys, Peyton Manning sent Tom Brady a bottle of wine with a two-page letter to congratulate him on his legendary NFL career, right? Because Brady, after all, had retired. Yep. Until he didn't. This is, there was a Seinfeld episode about this. 
What do you like? Someone, someone got married and they got all these gifts and then they, the marriage didn't come off or they got divorced and everyone wanted their gifts back because it had been like a week. So what was, Brady was retired for 40 days. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. He gave up football for Lent. So Peyton told, <laughs> told the story at an event hosted by the Mint Collective on Saturday said he wants his, money, his, he wants his gifts back from Brady. Do, does, should Brady return the gifts? It depends on what kind of bottle of wine we're talking about. Okay. I'm assuming that it's a really nice bottle of wine. Then yes or and no? No, you no. don't return the hockey. Well, first of all, if he's drunk, it ain't the wine, boxed wine. That's for sure. You can't Chris. return it. Well, so you can send him you back. Can give the him bottle. Some, you can give him something in kind. Wait, but, wait, y'all, y'all are tripping. If you send me an it's incredible now, bottle right? of wine, I'm drinking it. Well, it's already gone. Yeah, I'm it's drinking it. In my it. system. Yeah. That's, not, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I've already celebrated. You can, you can suit him back a nice bottle of wine. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know. You'll have another chance to give me a nice gift. No, I'm sending you a thank a thank you card. Thank you. I will see you when we play. <laughs> yeah. Jay you'll, drank you'll a bottle be, of wine you'll and then wrote doing a, the game a, a drunk card. Yeah, with, I'll see you Eli. when we play. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you for the bottle of wine. Right. I, I'll, come, I'll come on the Manning cast for Monday <laughs> exactly. Night Football. Exactly. That, that's Otherwise what I'll I can do. pay yeah. you back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Brady is unbelievable that Legendary. he's still going like. But speaking this. of which, like when you have somebody that has as much as Tom Brady does, what do you do? You them? really need to gift him anything for his yeah. retirement? He's already got everything he wants. How do you get? Could you imagine on Christmas, on his birthday, what Giselle has to do? Like, what do you get the guy who has everything? Well, I know what Giselle probably gets. See, we got he Coach, likes it every time. We got Coach Queso <laughs> for his retirement, right? We got him like a, a long handwritten letter and a, a nice inscribed, right. great bottle of wine. So yeah. what happens if they lose in the championship game? He has the itch. He's like, you know what? Sorry, John Shire. One more year, I'm coming back. What are you doing with the retirement game? That dude's made me so much money. I'll keep sending yeah, him. Yeah, right, cool. I'll all keep right. sending him wine. Right. What else do you want, Coach? Exactly. I'll send you a Rolex next season. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jay would take the wine and drink it, obviously, Evan. He's already answered that question. <laughs> Wait, that's Coach K's wine. Be. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on Jay Willemax. We are back in 10 seconds. Oh, and we're still, we're still going. Nope. And, and, the, and the remix. Did you, did you guys ever see um, Dana Carvey as George Bush back in the day? George H.W. Bush back in the day? Now we're at 10 seconds. Nah. He, he like, didn't have enough to say. They kept saying, no, you still have 30 seconds left. Nah. He kept trying to. Nah, but cool that's what story, I just Max. did. Back cool in 10 story. seconds. You voted at KJ and Max on Twitter, and we listened. It's time for Choose Your Own Adventure. Well, you voted. On what we should talk about this final segment. Tom Brady's gifts from Peyton Manning. 5.2% of you want us to talk about that. All right. Albert Pujols, back to St. Louis. Pujols hasn't been a great player since he left St. Louis. Feel good story, though, Max. It is. Feel good story. 12.1%. Doesn't happen without the DH in the National League. No doubt about it. Oh, that's right. No doubt about it. Are you rooting for Duke now that it's Coach K's last season? 14.2%. 14.2%. Eh. And edging out these three choices <laughs> with 68.4% of the total vote, which is twice as much as all three other choices combined, it's Will Smith versus Chris Rock. <laughs> That's all people want to talk about today, guys. Well, we like to feel like we're evolved as a society, but all we really want to talk about is a grown man slapping another grown man yeah, on well, national television. Well, shocking. Okay, the like the at the biggest award show. In the world. In the case of fighting and also that we're in the middle of March Madness, that was like a 16 seed versus a one. 
Like that's a, it was like seeing it was a one seed in well, Will Smith well, well, six Jay, two. Well, Jay, there, Jay, there was this one time with a sixteen seed. <laughs> yeah. That going. wasn't going to be that there time last night. CC, Chris Rock, Chris Rock is not going to be UNBC. Chris Rock was like a deer in headlights. He's like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? He just slapped me. I still don't understand it though. You see Will Smith walk on stage, and you're you you don't have any kind of reaction, no defense mechanism. Like, you don't even put your hands up, chest If you level? put your hands up, it looks, in that moment, it, like, at that moment, he thinks, no. this is games. No, because <laughs> he doesn't I know, know what's I can, real. I can play with you. I can be like, hey, what's going on here now? Yeah, Bobby Weed. Well, Will Smith like, walked up smiling, what, it looked like. That's what, I'm, I don't care what you're doing. you walking up to me unannounced on a, a, on a national platform of something that I, I didn't see coming. Like, what's going on? What's well, you would, yeah, normally exactly. what you would do, I don't know if you put up your hands, but you step back and create a little space. Something, Max, but he didn't do anything. Now, he did eat the slap, which yeah. I'll give him credit for, and he kept it moving. Like it was nothing, by the way. There's, there's a degree of professionalism of that we got to give him credit for. Yeah. I don't know that I would have been able to have that same composure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if I'm Chris Rock, I'm not going to let Will Smith just roll up on me like that, yeah. dog. It's just not happening. Yeah. No, but then again, Will Smith ain't rolling up on you. That's what I'm saying. Dude. It doesn't matter though. I know that I'm six hey, eight, three hundred and forty hey. pounds. But how, you how, wouldn't how, let how, how tall are you? you? How much do you weigh again? Six eight, three hundred and forty. <laughs> when, when he was I'm just asking, I get, I get, Jay, I get it. That's Jay, all Max has been asking you. All, Jay, all he so had was like, but, but, Jay, you, but Jay, was, Jay, you said the same exact thing. There's no way that you're letting Will Smith roll up on you like no. that. No, it ain't happening. Yeah. I can see, I'm like, oh, what's up, Will? You good? Like, I'm backing up. Yeah. My hands are up. I'm joking, Max. My hands are up. They're moving like, oh, what's going on? Just in case you try me. I agree. Yeah. Like, even if I think back to, like, old celebrity roasts, if someone jumped up on the stage at Frank Sinatra, even, he would probably be like, hey, what's going on? And step back. His dad was a boxer out of Jersey. But you know what I mean? His, he would at least, st- like, one of those old celebrity roasts used to be on network TV back in the day. Even then, nothing like that happened. Well, they used to joke around, actually. Sometimes someone would act like they're mad get up and pretend like they're mad so like there really wasn't precedent for this but you would think the reaction would be just just your natural built-in adrenal response like fight or flight would even be like let's create a little distance chris, yes. rock, chris rock got so much money he's like man i haven't been in fighting 50 years what are y'all talking about right, exactly and by the way the, the, the line he said afterwards he's like keep my wife's name out of your eyes i will i will he was like i will it's almost like uh you ever see uh half-baked Yes, when, of course. When Samson pulled the crossbow Samson. on Dave Chappelle, <laughs> and he said, he, and he goes, Samson, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he had to make sure he knew. <laughs> what was the Rottweiler's name? Kibbles? The story they told oh, about Kibbles? Oh, Kibbles no, got, no. One, was it Kibbles? <laughs> well, it had to be Kibbles. No. Hey. It or was, he met his cousin Kibbles or something like that. This yeah, story, I, I and it was on a fight poster. Yeah, yeah that was a great movie. <laughs> he had to uh, fight his brother Kibbles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, Let me tell I, you who's not going to be on a fight poster anytime soon. Chris Rock. Although, you know what the best line from Chris Rock was? This is what I was impressed with Rock, okay? You're hosting a show in front of a billion people, whatever. Something that has never happened before happens, right? You're not, you know, how are you even expecting that? The dude was laughing at my joke five seconds ago. He came up on the stage and slapped me in the face. <clears throat> he said, this was Chris Rock's response. First of all, he didn't even stagger. He just took the slap. Then mm-hmm. he goes, he goes, I... The Fresh Prince just slapped the bleep out of me. And then he said, this is the, something like this is the greatest TV of all time or something like that, right? He's not mm-hmm. wrong. Can you remember a more compelling TV moment that didn't have real-world consequences on the line, right? I'm not talking about like some terrible, tragic events or huge world events. Can you rem- remember a moment on television that stands out in your memory like this? Wardrobe malfunction by Janet Jackson. There's the one. There's, There's one. one. 
These are the biggest moments in live TV history, basically. What else? Oh, no. Come on, Jay. Come up with I'm something. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm thinking. When I was a kid, the big ones were, and they weren't always live, Muhammad Ali fought Leon Spinks in a rematch in 78, won back his title for the third time, first guy to do it, broke records. Last episode of Roots was this huge TV event, right? Broke records. Last episode of da- or Who Shot JR, Dallas, right, was this huge thing. There were these TV moments, but they weren't usually live TV. Yeah. It was scripted TV. It was a drama. It was a sporting event. I'm talking about an impromptu I'll moment. I'll give you another one. Richard Sherman in the NFC Championship game after he um, denies Michael Crabtree in the end zone, and he's with – I think Called it was – mediocre or something? I think it was Aaron Andrews. Yeah, it was just like yeah. – it was a situation where it made it really uncomfortable because he had a lot of things to say about Michael Crabtree, about disrespecting him. Don't you yeah. ever disrespect the best? That was a moment that I remember. See, it wasn't a moment. See, last dance for me, just because it was over the pandemic. It was like the last two and a half years, man. I'm going to be real with you. It feels like a blur. I feel like if Twitter was bigger back when, like, the, the Kanye Taylor Swift happened, like, oh, like yeah. that was, that was like, well, Twitter was around, but it wasn't what it is today. Like, I feel like that Kanye. was a huge TV moment, but we didn't have the Twitter reaction we had last night. We did when Kanye said George Bush doesn't like black people. I mean, that, that was, that was, that became that was big. Thing. That, that was, was really thing. big. That was a well, we've said it all today. We laughed. We cried. We uh, talked to the Knuckleheads podcast. We learned things. We argued. We made up. We also know that Will Smith ain't having it. We also know that Kansas 6'8", 300 pounds. Yes, because Max wouldn't let us. 6'8", 340. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, ESPN Radio, back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.